Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hello, 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 everybody. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day. I hope wherever you are, I am very excited because along with my fabulous co-host, Rebecca, today, we have one of the coolest people to walk on this planet as our guest on the show. Why? The guy breathes fire, ladies and gentlemen. Not only does he breathe fire, eat fire, all of that cool stuff. He spins it. He does a million tricks. He owns his own circus company. He's just one of the coolest entrepreneurs I've ever met. And he's a vegan. So he's got a lot of cool stuff to teach us about health, fitness, yoga, Probably eating fire would be pretty cool, too. Welcome to the show, Lucas Nab. Thanks for joining Hello us. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. It's such nice, uh, nice of you to invite me here. Well, you're, you're a pretty cool dude. I saw one trick that you did a couple years back, and I've been enamored ever since. I'm like, I want this guy at my wedding, at my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you're just super talented, and you're so dedicated to your craft. And it's, it's amazing to see, because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I really wish I could do that. And they never put in the countless hours that it takes to do that and run a business doing something you love. So that's why I'm so excited. Rebecca, are you excited? <laughs> uh, that, you just described me. I've always wanted to fire twelve. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I treat my ADHD in peculiar ways. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about like who you are? I know I kind of summed up quite a bit, but if there's anything else you want to throw in there, feel free to yeah, let the audience um, know. Yeah, basically, I uh, I started to uh, practice a lot of different circus things after um, kind of moving out of. I kind of had a little bit of a toxic masculine culture growing up when I was younger. There's a lot of like kind of violence and things like that around my friend groups and things. So I kind of, I trained a lot of martial arts, did a lot of uh, physical exercise things along those lines, but then I kind of didn't really like that, that vibe. And I sort of found some different circus arts that were more like performative martial arts. And I started to uh, really love just the feeling of doing a nonviolent movement practice. And uh, that kind of expanded into me just training all the time. And I had kind of, just started to get good at things. Didn't even know that I could light the things that I was practicing on fire at any point when I started and then kept practicing and getting better and eventually uh, learned about different types of uh, circus performance arts and was really in love with it. So I kept practicing and here we are. (laughs) So it kind of started out as like an outlet for you. Yeah. So it's more like um, kind of, I I really love like movement meditation and I love alternative fitness. I was uh, never into team sports or really that popular when I was younger. So I often opted for more individual activities and, and things like that. So being able to keep my hands busy and do some sort of activity and movement to keep me away from playing video games or something like that was really uh, kind of what drove me for that. Also, it's like a great, uh, great way to meet people and interact with different types of uh, really nice Mm. people around the world. So it's been really nice with traveling and things like that, learning from different people as I go around and, yeah, kind of just organically grew into a passion of mine. And it's not not really like a, a typical career path um, that you have there. Have you found that you've always um, been able to find support easily for this or how did that sort of go with you? Yeah, so um, when I first, like I spent a lot of time actually working in uh, in the restaurant industry. I was very fast-paced kitchen. I worked as a sushi chef for uh, quite a few years and I 
kind of was just overworked and stressed all the time. It was not always the best kind of environment for me just to be not paid enough and working my butt off all the time. And I was, I was always escaping into these movement activities and things. And then after high school and things, I kind of quit my job and just decided to go traveling. Uh, and I brought, I basically made a set of my first poi, which is one of the fire spinning things that I do now. And I traveled around uh, in Europe and Germany and different parts around that area and would meet people as I'm traveling. Most of them didn't speak English. So I had like, I can teach people typically more than I learned in the first year in a couple of lessons because I didn't really have a teacher when I was starting, but it was more of uh, I was drawn to the feeling of this, this like learning different complex movements with my body and trying to find patterns and things. And then eventually it kind of grew to the point where I got better, started going to different like music festivals, learning more about it, found out about the led aspects and like light up versions of the toys that I was already playing with, found out about fire, started doing that. And then when I was living on Vancouver Island, I actually got scouted by a small startup circus company who saw me spinning fire on the beach essentially. And, um, yeah, they approached me and asked if I wanted to perform with them. And so I started performing with them for a few years when I was living on the Island and, um, yeah, it was like not, did not pay very well. They weren't very like well-established. It wasn't super busy, but kind of got me, uh, in front of an audience and doing some of that more professionally. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I basically did that for a few years and then got invited to go to a volunteer circus program where we went to Thailand and Southeast Asia. And we spent four months working with uh, Burmese refugees and they had like a 25 person circus crew from all over the world of different skill levels and talents. And that basically formed me into, I guess, the start of the performer that I am now. Uh, it taught me about all of the fire safety things. We would have like 20 person fire shows with all of these like logistics that go with that. So that kind of helped me develop. I also got to like perform at refugee camps and orphanages all over the world, donated about two kilometers worth of hula hoops to uh, all of the kids and things like that. And uh, yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest things that got me really into performing and just loving that community. Um, and then when I came back, I had, tried teaching yoga while I was in that group. So I got my yoga certification. I've always been interested in kind of movement things. Uh, and then when I moved, I flipped a coin basically, cause I wanted to go to school for massage therapy. Cause I thought that I wouldn't be able to do circus stuff for a living. Cause the company I was working with didn't pay very well. Uh, and then once I finished my yoga teacher training, I flipped a coin to see if I would go to the massage therapy school in Vancouver or in Victoria. I am lucky that I landed on Vancouver. I went to school for massage therapy about three years. And while I was going to school, I got uh, offered a fire performance from a friend of mine actually at an Indian wedding. And I did that and that they loved it so much that turned into multiple more. And then I ended up starting a company just because I was getting my phone was ringing all the time about doing different weddings and things. So it was very much not expected to uh, really do it as a career. And then once I finished massage therapy, I was just like, I actually want to focus on uh, doing circus stuff more so because I was starting to make money with it. So kind of like that, changed my path after I graduated and that is all of that so stuff. Awesome. So it's kind of fun. Brandy wasn't kidding when she said the coolest person walking <laughs> on the planet. So you kind of literally lived out that teenage thing of running away and joining the circus. Yeah, my mom was so proud to tell all of her friends that I ran away and joined the circus. <laughs> I was like saving up for school at the time. And then I was like, oh, wait, I got invited to this thing. Should I do it? And my parents were both like, yeah, yeah, do that. You can go to school anytime. Go travel. It's way more important. 
And that's I really believe cool. that a hundred percent biggest best that, learning experience of my life. Yeah. That's great that you had very um, supportive parents as well. Now you kind of touched on this uh, while you were telling your story. Um, but I wanted to know like what other jobs you tried uh, before you sort of landed on, on this. And I, I, you mentioned uh, cooking and being a yoga teacher and massage therapy. Were there any other jobs that you tried? Yeah. So I, I spent all my first jobs were typically in the kitchen. Uh, I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, after I kind of got a little bit out of the uh, restaurant industry, I've, I've done work as a painter. So I painted houses in, uh, on the island. My dad had kind of a, had a renovation company that he ran for a little while. And I actually did like window installation and construction. And I tried getting into the trades. My dad was a big advocate for getting into the trades, uh, which is actually what my little brother has done. He's a journeyman electrician now, but, um, yeah, I just was never satisfied with the uh, trading my time hourly for doing something that I wasn't super passionate about. So I really struggled with doing it. Like I love working in the kitchen, but it doesn't pay enough. It's stressful. It's like, unless you're a celebrity chef, it's kind of a thing, but I just felt like I was always drawn to do something that was a little bit more free flowing. And uh, I really like thrive in the chaos. So like yeah. to, be able to do different things all the time. So this has kind of allowed me to do that, which is nice. Yeah, well, it kind of sounds like you found like the right fit for you. Do you feel as though this is the the last sort of um, career that you'll switch to, or do you think there's? Uh, well, ahead? I mean, when I finished my massage therapy program, I, it kind of beat the passion out of me a little bit, and I still do massage now. I do. I actually just finished doing a massage client right before <laughs> we started this, actually. But um, I was like, you know what? I love massage, and I love teaching yoga and fitness and things. So, uh, but I'm like. I think I will probably fall back to massage therapy when I'm too old to do flips and things like that. But uh, until then, I would li like to be a performer and uh, manage other performers. One of my favorite things to do is uh, have my friends tell me how much they charge for a performance and then pay them more than that. Okay. I love being well, able to do that. <laughs> let's think back to like when you were a little kid. What, okay. what was your dream job when you were a little kid? And like, are you doing that dream job now? You know what? It's actually pretty funny because when I was younger, I kind of really toyed with the idea of becoming a professional firefighter. And uh, I do exactly the opposite of that now. And I light things on fire for a living. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I thought about going to culinary school. I, I was really into the sciences and uh, physics and chemistry and things. So I actually looked into when I was looking at school and post-secondary things before I decided to go traveling, I was actually thinking about majoring in physics but um, I apply that love for physics uh, to my practice and, and to my teaching and to like basically mm -hmm. biomechanics and, uh, and a lot of the movement arts that I do rely heavily on understanding physics and chemistry, uh, especially with like some of the fire play and the different types of fuels and things that I use. So it's kind of like a more playful version of the sciences because it's something that I've always loved. So it lets yeah. me play with toys while still having that kind of scientific knowledge and things. So it's nice. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you you kind of have dabbled in in everything, really. Um, uh, do you sort of attribute that a little bit to your ADHD? Uh, I definitely do. <laughs> I I honestly I've like my brother was put on ADHD medication, and I honestly believe that it should have been the other way around, where he didn't have it and I did. But I'm glad that I didn't because I feel like because I've just kind of embraced it. I, it, it's more like a superpower to me. I, I don't suffer from ADHD. I, I thrive on it. So 
it, it's obviously it's a struggle sometimes because I do lose focus or things or I'll hyper focus on something that I maybe shouldn't have. So I've struggled with video games in the past because they're so stimulating and easy to engage with. But uh, I tend to, yeah, focus more on like movement and creative things. And I need something that's like a complex pattern to figure out or puzzles are really interesting to me. So I, mm. I really like the, the uh, types of movement and circus arts that I do because of that. How old were you when you were diagnosed? Uh, I was never really officially diagnosed, but I've done uh, a bunch of like self-assessment tests and things. And I pretty much hit every, uh, every indicator of ADHD. I've never mm-hmm. really been motivated to go and get diagnosed because I don't want to be prescribed medication personally. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not something I've really been that interested in. I feel like I don't need to, uh, don't need to get rid of it because it's such a, a thing that is just part of me. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I, I actually have ADHD as well. So definitely yeah. something that um, you learn to work with rather than right. against. It's not something to to get rid of. It's something to embrace and learn how um, to use to your advantage, really. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think uh, works best for you when you're feeling like the struggle? Uh, so I am a huge advocate for finding your flow state and that flows, the flow state can pretty much be any activity that you're doing that you're able to completely envelop your focus into and uh, utilize that to uh, basically escape from that, that distraction that comes with everything around you. So one of the reasons why I fell in love with uh, spinning poi specifically, which is essentially it's a, it's a ball or a weight on the end of a tether or a chain and you spin them around and you do quite complex patterns with them. So the fact that I'm having to do uh, different things possibly with each hand, it, it creates ambidexterity, it utilizes both sides of the brain, and it becomes this like full body stimulation that really helps me focus and clear my thoughts. So if I'm, if I'm feeling down or depressed or something, I can go into this flow state and practice and really find that it's, it's just a really nice escape for, for that. And then also with my ADHD, I tend to focus on a specific thing really heavily and I will get really, really good at that thing. And then I'll get bored of it and move on. But with flow arts, it's been this thing that I've been able to stick with for so many years because there's so many different diverse kinds of it that I, I just find that it's, it's, uh, it's been something that I've been able to stick with a lot longer than other, other things that I get interested in and then give up on because I kind of overdo it or something like that. Are you scared that this will become one of those things that you you fall out of love with because you do love it so much? Uh, so I've, I mean, I've been doing it for about fifteen years, and it's still the favorite thing that I do pretty much every day. So uh, I'm not too worried about that. Also, the fact that there are so many diverse amounts of like props that I can manipulate, I I have a philosophy that uh, when you're practicing something uh, that takes a lot of focus and a lot of energy, I always recommend to practice three different things. So I have, I'll have three different props that I'll focus on at a time. So if I get bored of one thing or I can't focus on it, then I can pick up a different one that's maybe slightly different. And then if I, if I have three, then I, there's never a moment where I'm not interested in at least one of them, if that makes sense. May I just jump in? Because I, I feel I've never been diagnosed ADD, but I really think I am because I'm like squirreled nuts, everything. And But I've, I love it. Like, I love what you said because I'm... I like totally embrace it and I, yeah. it just allows me to do so many more things. Like I have three computer screens open at any given time and I'm just like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, how do you, it's so funny. And I love Rebecca, your question about, does it scare you if you lose love? I love that scared. 
I like that because I think the world is full of a billion things that we could try every day. And if I lose love for one thing, it's okay. Cause I can, uh, there's like a million other things that I want to go out there and learn. Like things that are like crazy. Like I want to try everything in this lifetime yeah. because you, you just never know when you're going to fall in love with something else. Right. I don't have the same philosophy for men. I find one and I stay with, stay with that one. I have to fun. make that disclaimer for, for girls that I'm seeing as well. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I need to focus on three things at once. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> no, just one of you. That's fine. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, not applying it to the love life. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, going back to fears as well, you know, you you swallow fire and light things on fire for a living. What what you. scares a guy like you? Uh well, I mean, it is honestly there's been things that I've struggled with. So uh when I was working regular jobs and things, I would use my my flow arts and my my uh kind of practices as an escape. And there was points when I was focusing really heavily on performance and having to do choreography all the time and doing these things. And I was like a little bit worried that the fact that I have to do something makes me less, it's less desirable for me to do. So I would find that I would like sometimes not practice as much as I should when I'm, when I'm like actually working, doing the things. So uh, actually this pandemic has been quite an eye opener because I've been performing a lot less and it has just brought me back into this state of learning and flow and, and finding that I am really so passionate about all of these things, even though I don't have to do them at this moment. But um, I tend to like the reason why I do so many things, like I teach yoga and fitness classes. I do personal training. I I am currently in in the process of doing a nutrition certification. Uh, I just basically always want to have something that at any moment I can like hire a different performer if I need to do something else, or I can get somebody to sub my yoga class. So uh, I love to have myself open to any opportunity at any moment so that I can live in that chaos. And if somebody's like, oh yeah, you want to go fly to a different country and do a, a show here? And then I can be like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Because if if I am open to opportunities and you say yes to things, then it just leaves you so much more open to kind of growth and to learning and to kind of experiencing all of these different things. And it doesn't, it doesn't build stagnant uh, things in your life, I guess. I love that. Being open to opportunities, all like what life should be about, I think. Um, if you had your choice of opportunities, what would be that ideal opportunity? Uh, I've, uh, I've toyed around with like, um, I honestly haven't done a lot of touring with my performance. I, I tend to be pretty stuck in Vancouver a lot of time. A lot of my work is here in the city. I do a lot of Indian weddings. They love a, they love a really big performance and they're always trying to one up each other. So it's pretty nice for me to always have to build something bigger and better for every <laughs> new bride and groom. But uh, I would love to do more traveling with it and be invited to different cities around the world and really yeah. uh, explore more. I've, I've done a decent amount of traveling, but it would be really nice to, uh, you know, organize a tour at some point or even like work on a cruise ship and do something like that. So. Well, when I get my yacht, Lucas, I will hire you to be a full-time cool training guy all over the world and show everybody your amazing stuff. <laughs> I'm in my dad. My dad just sold his house in on the Island and bought one in Mexico. So I'm going over there in the winter time. <laughs> Well, if you need a chaperone or a bodyguard, I'm I'm pretty pretty You're buff. <laughs> we just have to go to a commercial break, everyone, and we'll be right back shortly with Lucas Nab and Rebecca Shalon. All right. <laughs> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show, guys. You are with Brandy, Rebecca, and our guest is Lucas Neb, And we have been talking all about his like very varied uh, life. There's been so many different things in his life. Uh, so what I wanted to ask is what mentors do you have? Because there's so many different like walks of life that you've um, been down. How many mentors do you have and, and who are they and why? Uh, I have to definitely give a shout out to my mother because she has been the biggest supporter of me for my whole life. Uh, I was uh, My parents split up when I was pretty young. And uh, my dad has been a big part of my life as well, but my mom basically raised me and my brother. So she has always just been like, I've actually had to give her shit a couple of times for telling me that I'm too perfect all the time. I'm like, what am I supposed to build on if I'm too perfect all the time? So that kind of stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, she's always been a huge supporter of me. So that's been just an inspiration for me to kind of follow my dreams. Uh, I learned how to do fire eating from uh, a gentleman named Shade Flamewater, probably one of the best fire eaters in the world. I've hosted his workshops in Vancouver when he's here and a fantastic performer. Uh, Best of Fire Entertainment on the island was the company that hired me to sort of get me started. Um, I really got to do a big shout out to Spark Circus, which is an annual volunteer circus program that brings in performers from all over the world to basically volunteer in uh, Southeast Asia, working with Burmese refugees who are coming down from Burma to uh, to Thailand. And a lot of them get stuck in like a purgatory kind of refugee camp and some of them don't have citizenship and things like that. So spark circus, huge influence for me and my performance and my professional, uh, I guess, etiquette there. But, um, yeah, I've, I've just had like a lot of really nice interactions with people while traveling, uh, just the flow community and the circus community in all over the world has been so welcoming and so amazing. Like I can go, 
on the Facebook group and join any circus group on Facebook and go to any city and make friends instantly in those communities. So I think that just the, the community in circus and, and flow arts in general has just been such a, a amazing thing for me as I was often not, uh, not very popular and bullied a lot when I was a kid. So just having that welcoming vibe from a community is really, really important, I think. Mm, yeah, that's definitely important. All we want to do as, as humans is belong, really. So exactly. It's nice to find that. What about the business side? Did you have any sort of uh, mentors or coaches on the business side to get you into that entrepreneur spirit? Uh, well, uh, both of my parents are self-employed, pretty much entrepreneurs. My dad is always got his pot, his hands in like multiple different pots. He's been timeshare salesman, real estate person and things like that. And he, um, he tends to be like, he makes really good money. He does lots of sales things, but I, I always struggled with the morality around getting into sales when I'm trying to sell things that I don't really believe in, or I don't really think that people need. Like I tried to get into MLMs and whatnot, but it was just never for me. Uh, so I kind of rebelled against that traditional sales stuff that my dad does. But mm-hmm. um, my mom is a professional speaker. She travels around the world and uh, teaches uh, women empowerment seminars and stress management. And she does coaching for businesses and management communications and things like that. So uh, I've basically That's been surrounded awesome. by a lot We should get her on the show. <laughs> I know you should. She's awesome. But um, I basically have been just, I've, I grew up with basically entrepreneurial parents. So I've kind of like had that influence from that. Uh, Honestly, I was like, I'm going to be a professional dancer and circus artist and all this stuff. And then I was like, oh, right. 90% of my job is email still. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I struggle with admin. It's one of my lowest uh, things on my interest level, but I, I work through it. I've practiced with a lot. I love talking to people and getting them on the phone and selling things. And when that thing is something I'm passionate about, like my art, then it makes it a lot easier for me. I I hear that. Um, I feel like you're kind of already answering this question but uh what is the biggest struggle about being an entrepreneur yeah so uh i mean i have been doing it for a while so i'm pretty comfortable with it but honestly it can be a little bit stressful when you don't necessarily know when your next paycheck is honestly the biggest struggle recently has been the fact that the pandemic has completely limited any events and entertainment things uh entertainment artists got hit really hard by the pandemic uh, all of the yoga and fitness studios that I was teaching at have been closed for on and off for this last year and a little mm-hmm. while. So it's been a struggle mainly here, but um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart sometimes. Like you really have to believe in yourself and know that like, even though you may be struggling at this time, if, if you continue to focus on that passion and to build that skill set and to just believe that somehow the universe will provide, I always it always works out for me. I'll be like just about to run out of money and then some random opportunity come up and I have the opportunity to say yes to it. And then it just explodes to abundance from there again. And then it can be a little bit up and down, but it's always been, uh, yeah, just like a fun ride the whole time. Yeah. It's that whole, isn't it like uh, Brian Adams or Ronan Keating or something? Life is a roller coaster. Just got to ride it. Yeah, exactly, I'm sorry. Right? I'm showing my age there. <laughs> None of the That's teenagers okay. are going to know <laughs> Teenagers are going to know who that is. Okay. Uh, what's the best thing about being an entrepreneur then? Honestly, uh, I love the freedom and the community and just uh, the ability to inspire people. Like, I feel like my life path is really to, I I help kind-hearted people who are struggling with confidence to believe in themselves and to uh, kind of come out of their shell and realize that there isn't, you don't have to go running every morning or go to the gym and do this 
base, this basic routine to be in healthy and to do things like, I think the biggest thing is really, I love being able to inspire and to do what I love and, and to have such diversity, like chaos and, and, and fun and saying yes. And just kind of being open and free to do things when, the, when the opportunity arises, instead of being like, Oh shoot, I have to yeah. work or something like that. So I think the freedom is what really inspires me. I like that. And, and you sound really like comfortable and assured of who you are. Was there, was there ever a time where maybe you struggled with self-esteem and, and who, who you uh, were becoming? Yes. So um, I grew up in Kelowna in the Okanagan and I was uh, actually surrounded by quite a bit of toxic masculine culture, a lot of like kind of redneck uh, vibes, a lot of drinking, a lot of drug use. Um, uh, I got involved with a little bit of gang violence for a little while where I didn't necessarily participate in the, in the violence itself, but I was around people that were, and that just was, I was always like uncomfortable, but because of the fact that I was very much a loner when I was younger, didn't have very many friends and I was bullied quite a bit. Um, I, I would like kind of try to be cool by like hanging out with people that I thought were these things, but it prevented me from actually pursuing some of the things that I wanted to do. Like I never joined a dance class because I thought that it would be not manly quote unquote. And I, I had like a lot of kind of that sort of thing happening. And then I actually was like skipping school and smoking weed too much and not really being a Mm. good version of myself. And my mom actually sent me to live on the Island at my dad's house. And I went to the Island and I pretty much went, I met uh, amazing people learned what decent human beings should act like. I probably went a little bit too far on the hippie spectrum for a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, I ended up just like creating really good friends, finding these circus arts and kind of developing this, this feeling that like, okay, my moral compass was correct before. And I was like, never comfortable in that toxic environment uh, that I was in before. And then yeah, went to find all of these things and was like expressing mm. love to my friends for the first time and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, and it's just kind of built from there. And then when I moved to Vancouver, I toned back the, the tie-dye hippiness and uh, <laughs> found a pretty happy medium, I think. Yeah, that's a pretty intense ride. And like, you know, rewiring the brain is like no easy feat. What are some um, strategies you use to help pull you out of that toxicity? Um, so I think... One of the things that I like, again, I have to attribute it to my mom a lot because she was such a big influence on my moral compass. And uh, like, she was always very supportive. She was always a safe space for like my friends and I, if we were experimenting with alcohol or something like that, she was like, do it at my house because you're going to do it anyway. So you might as well have somebody to supervise you and stuff like that. So I feel like because my parents were kind of open to that, I didn't rebel as much and didn't get as into some of the substances that other people have are like rebelling and like have to hide and trying to, and get too involved in it. So mm-hmm. um, I was really lucky in that sense that uh, I had a good influence from her. Um, and then basically it was just like getting out of that, like cut off the toxic people in your life. You just have to do it sometimes, even though it's hard, even though you've known them for a long time, you have mm-hmm. to recognize that some, not everybody is, is good for you. Mm. So if you were to be sitting in front of 15-year-old you right now, what would you say? Uh, buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when, it, when it first comes out. Yeah. <laughs> 
literally <laughs> someone asked me that the other day and that was my first answer and kids are like what if you, if you had three words of advice for your younger self what would it be and i was like go buy bitcoin <laughs> now pre-2020 yeah. honestly the first time i got offered a bitcoin it was only 500 dollars. i'm kicking myself still for by not doing that but uh, you and me both brother yeah. but uh no honestly i would tell myself to uh trust your heart and 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 live by the four agreements always be impeccable with your word don't make assumptions uh always do your best and uh don't take anything personally because those those four things are like to my soul the things that i believe like you always want to be honest honesty will always get you farther than telling lies and twisting the truth always do your best even if it's not uh as good as another day it's always you just got to try your best don't make assumptions about people because people will surprise you in so many ways and everybody has something to teach you mm-hmm. and don't take anything personally good or bad if somebody's complimenting you that's a, their own reflection of their perception and you shouldn't let it go to your head let it go to your ego you should always uh take everything with a grain of salt and be like okay this is this person's perspective and i don't need to take it personally i can appreciate it i can thank them for it but i don't have to let it go to my head kind of thing. So mm-hmm. living with those kind of things, uh, that kind of agreement with myself is, has been like a really influential, influential thing for me, I guess. Yeah. I, sorry. I just wanted to shout out that book that you, yeah, the, definitely. The, the I got it right agreements. here. I got to remember Don the author. Miguel, is it, what's the name of the gentleman? Oh, Don I got Miguel it sitting something? really, it's, uh, Don a, Miguel Ruiz. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a great book. For uh, wants to I got it up. right here next to my bed. Actually, I'm going to put it on the screen because I highly recommend kids read the four agreements. It is awesome. It's a super easy read. I actually just read it in one night, like in an hour and a half because I'm nice. uh, have insomnia sometimes, but uh, yeah. So I highly recommend that book. It's really good. Hmm. Well, uh, so we've gone into the past. What about the future? What about 80 year old you? What would you be recounting as uh, your greatest achievement? Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping I haven't made my greatest achievements yet. Um, I feel like somebody should write a sitcom or a movie about my life, probably in some, some parts of it, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll get around to doing that eventually. Uh, I've had a pretty, pretty cool adventures and done some pretty random things that I think could make a pretty funny thing. But honestly, I just hope that, um, I'm not sure if I will have kids or when I will meet the right person for those things, but, uh, I'm hoping that I can just inspire as many people until then and uh i'm gonna be an annoying old person with a bunch of stories that my grandkids think are fake yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I think yeah i love the idea of a tv show may i humbly offer the name nabbed by the circus nabbed by the circus that is a great <laughs> name and i am a huge fan of wordplay and puns so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> they are my favorite too do you have a favorite pun or joke that you want to share uh i okay so i'll have a funny story so basically um i have made a friend of mine actually curl up into the fetal position in the middle of a busy nightclub because of a terrible pun that i said uh he was dressed up as a mythological creature basically you know the goat horned kind of things uh, with the fuzzy legs and i was just like oh wow that's a really funny costume it was like a halloween party he's like what do you mean i was like oh it's just a little satire and uh, he was dressed as a as a satyr, but uh, it was a pretty terrible pun. And he felt he just like he was like, no, it's a I'm a satyr. And then he got it, and then he just like cringe face and like curled up into a ball and <laughs> laid on the ground in the middle of a busy club. So that is a pr- very proud moment in my life. Those are my favorite things. 
what do you call it when Batman skips church? I don't know. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <then. laughs> yeah, that's great. Brandy is like palm face. Okay. Yeah, um, face palm for sure. Let, let's go back on track. <laughs> It's okay. I love puns because I accept groans and laughter as equal currency with no exchange rate. But honestly, puns are best delivered fresh without any premeditation, in my opinion. It has to be like split second, spur of the moment, just come out of nowhere and everybody. Yeah. Best. Best. Um, What advice would you give to anyone who would like to go down the path of circus performing or anything like that? Uh, I don't think it's specific to circus performing or anything, but the most important thing that you can do with your life is practice, mm-hmm. practice, practice, practice. It doesn't matter what it is. If you practice something, you will get good at it. It doesn't matter if you suck at it. I am, I was so much worse than people that I've taught or worked at when I first started some of these things. And I have people telling me that I'm the best they've ever seen at those things now. And I literally was terrible at them when I first started. And I believe wholeheartedly that there is no such thing as an innate skill or special talent necessarily for anything. It's like practicing something will make you better at it. Repetition is key. And uh, do something that you're passionate about. Follow your passions. Don't get into something that makes you feel like you're suppressing your ability to be happy. So I think passion and practice are definitely uh, two things that I really highly encourage in life. How about if they're not really in the position to be practicing because they don't have as much of a supportive um, environment as you? What would you say to um, both parents and uh, the kids if they are in a situation where the parents are holding them back from an entrepreneurial path? Um, Well, uh, I would definitely say that that is unfortunate that people do hold their kids back from those things. There's a lot of parents that are very strict and focusing on school and doing these things. And I do believe that education is super important. Uh, If you can convince your parents to let you go traveling, go traveling. Traveling is the biggest educational experience I've ever had in my life. It brings you openings to different cultures, different uh, activities, and you get so much, so much of a better viewpoint of the world. So I think travel is super important. Uh, if you can do your schooling, do a year abroad, something like that. Like if you have to go to school for something, get mm-hmm. your parents to send you a different country to do it or something like that, or a different city, get, get some world experience. If you're not able to do that because of budget or things, uh, I believe that you should, you should take time to learn the things that you're interested in, reading, uh, watching things on YouTube, watching things on, online, learn something that you're passionate about because there's so much free education with the internet now that like when I first started, I didn't have YouTube to teach me things at first. And it, it wasn't until uh, a couple of years into my practice that I actually started utilizing the internet to learn things. But there's so much free information out there that if you are passionate about something and you want to learn about something, you have it at your fingertips. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if people are telling you that you can't do it. You can, you can do it still if you're able to, uh, kind of do that and like yeah. you know, I, some of the best circus artists on my on my instagram are like in the middle of uganda in africa just doing flips in the grass and sand and they're practicing things and they have no money and they have no gymnastics equipment or anything and they're just doing amazing mind-blowing mm-hmm. things so i believe wholeheartedly that you should take the time even if it's not as much as you'd like like i practiced handstands for five minutes a week for however many years and now i'm great at handstands like you literally don't need a lot of time it's just if you practice it if you think about it you can practice while you're sleeping you can practice in your mind you don't have to physically do something to learn it you have to just 
be uh, be inspired and uh, and find something that you're passionate about is basically yeah. yeah. So adapt and just find that way through. Always be true to yourself. Um, There's always going to be guys- people that don't believe in you. That's true. That's true. That's definitely something to think about. And while you guys are thinking about that, we're going to take a short break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Brandy jumping back in because um, I'm just so excited. I love talking with three ADD people, as Rebecca mentioned on the thing. We all have so many things we want to say, want to talk about, get excited about. It's really cool. Just, I don't know. I love this life. It's tough. And the last couple of years for everybody with COVID and everything have been even tougher. I've had so many like friends and everything reach out and family that are going through really hard times, losing people that they love, scared about their jobs or careers, I mean, it's really tough. I, Lucas touched on that before with being an entrepreneur, especially someone in the arts where you couldn't be at events anymore. I mean, we're missing out on making money, but also connecting with people in our lives that we love and care about, which is, I think we've all realized that's the toughest thing. It's almost like all the lessons that we were taught growing up, like save money for a rainy day, tell your family you love them. All those things have been truly reinforced during this time. So Lucas, I was just wondering, what is the greatest lesson that you've taken out of this whole crazy time in the world? Like, is there one thing that you learned about yourself or the world or anything that you really are wanting to move forward into the future with? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of touched base on it a little bit earlier for one aspect of it, where mm. I I was I was kind of like constantly forced to do choreography and to practice and to do my things, and it was kind of like making me a little bit less inspired to practice and learn on my free time when I'm constantly trying to do it as a job. But this pandemic just brought that passion back to me because I realized that I'm like really, really interested in practicing and doing those things on my free time, even when I don't have to do them. And it kind of brought this like nice free flow into it. But another thing that I realized is my God, do I love hugs and miss them when they're not there. I didn't realize that until uh, a while, like, uh, I, I identify my spirit animal as an octopus because uh, I'm pretty good at camouflage. I get along pretty well with anybody. I'm, I love puzzles and my God, I love giving hugs. And I think octopuses are pretty good at that too. So, um, but yeah, basically the, the amount of connections and, and like interactions that I've had with my friends, like after everybody was locked down and just everybody's wanting to connect and to talk and to like really open up to each other a lot more now. So just that community has felt like it's just really come together because of the pandemic, because we were restricted for so long that now, now friends that I may have not known as deeply before are just willing to share and to open up and connect in such a deeper emotional way that it's really, uh, it's taught me a lot about my friends and it has just inspired me so much because I have so many amazing people in my life that I am so happy to have around me and to be supportive. So shout out to all of you guys. You know who you are if you listen to this. That's awesome. I we have some teachers that listen to our show that are always trying to find new ways to inspire their their students. Um, could do you ever go into schools and do like pep rallies and things like that? Because what you do is so magical. Like it's I remember watching you that what is that called? Contact juggling. Yeah, contact okay. juggling. That's the uh, yeah the crystal ball one. If uh, if you guys haven't seen it, if you've seen the labyrinth, the crystal ball that David Bowie plays with, uh, actually that's a. a the guy who invented that juggling style is actually reaching under David Bowie's arms and doing it for him because it was uh, too hard for him to learn. So his name is Michael motion, but it's essentially, it's a, a, the manipulation of a crystal ball to make it look like it's floating and magical. So that's one of my favorite movement meditations for sure. Um, I honestly, I have not done a lot of, yeah, Brandy's mind is blown. She's just lost some faith in David Bowie there a little bit. Uh, don't worry. He's still got a fantastic bulge. So you're good. Um, he's t- he's you got- still married Iman and <laughs> yeah, had a, yeah. was in Labyrinth, yeah. which is one of the yeah, coolest exactly. movies right. of all time. Labyrinth, so. <laughs> right? But yeah, anyways, that's a great movie. So um, yeah, I honestly, I haven't done enough work with schools. So actually the, um, the lady that originally hired me for circus stuff at Vestifier Entertainment, Karina, she, uh, she went on to become a teacher and she does a lot of circus stuff and she actually teaches circus in schooling and, and in PE classes and things, which is really cool. But I have been wanting to do more of that. I just haven't, uh, like a lot of my work is like, I don't hunt for it. It's, it's like a lot of the things that I do come to me kind of organically. And I kind of live in that, like accepting opportunities. And I don't really go looking for opportunities as much as I should possibly. So it's been something that I've been really focused on this year has been actually teaching a lot because since I'm not able to perform so much, I'm teaching workshops, I'm teaching private lessons and doing things like that. And I, I love teaching and working with kids. Like, uh, so when I was talking about Spark Circus, uh, basically we traveled around all over Thailand, went to a whole bunch of different schools and migrant communities. We built a whole bunch of circus toys to donate to the schools and things. So that was a huge uh, influence for me. Pretty terrifying teaching uh, 50 Thai kids at the same time how to spin a staff around and they're all fighting each other and doing things like that. And you don't speak English or they don't speak English. So it's hard to control, but like, I love working with kids and teaching is definitely one of my passions. So um, be uh, 
be open with your communication, be inspiring, be excited about what you're teaching and uh, the, your excitement will feed into their excitement. So hopefully, hopefully that helps. Like my favorite teachers were always the ones that thought outside of the box and like my favorite physics teacher would just do some crazy random things to demonstrate different stuff. So like if you can make something fun and exciting and engaging, uh, anybody can be interested in learning anything. So mm. don't, don't you, get if bland. It, if you're a teacher and you're like thinking about presenting that to your principal as well and bringing it in, please do because I actually did circus skills in uh, my drama class in high school and it's one of the highlights. I loved it so much. Right. I was terrible at trapeze and things. I almost like broke my head because the teacher, the teacher decided that he was like, you can do it. And I was telling him like, no, no, I literally can't. And he was like, no, don't worry. You can do it. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to fall. And then I did fall and he caught me by like my pants and was like, okay, you're not doing trapeze anymore. But <laughs> I did get, I did get to do the hula hoop on top of Amazing. someone's shoulders. So Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for teachers being happy and excited about their things. Like I have a lot of respect for the good teachers in my life and uh, the boring ones are the ones that I didn't want to go to their classes. So um, yeah, if you're happy and excited and you think outside of the box and you try to inspire people, then do that. But I will definitely let you guys know if I do get into some schools and start doing some teaching because mm. it is on my list of things to do for sure. Well, just so you know, uh, somebody that you know who happens to run an agency in Vancouver that you might work with once in a while uh, mm. is starting a motivational speaker roster uh, with some of her actors, athletes, and performers. So just something you may want to give her a shout out when you're done. You know, with I'll, I'll see if I can find her number in my phone somewhere and uh, maybe reach out. <laughs> Sounds good. So I, I just going back to like the contact, you do so many cool things. Can you tell everyone all your different social medias and things like that? So people can actually find and see what you do yeah so of course cool. yeah so uh my website which i have not been focusing on as much i had to my my ex-performance partner and i split up so we i've got new people now so i'm trying to build my website more but my website is acrofireentertainment.com so acrofireentertainment.com uh, and then on my instagrams are at acrofireentertainment uh, at lucas nab l-u-k-a-s-k-n-a-b and then I also have a fitness page, uh, Flow Flex Fitness. Uh, and then I also have a TikTok page that I actually just recently started in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm starting to post some things on there. I'm hoping to do more motivation for um, getting people inspired to do flow arts. And my TikTok channel is called Flow State Meta. Very cool. And that's also going to be in the bio that's attached to uh, this show. So you'll be able to find more information too, because Lucas has a unique spelling of his name. So yeah, <laughs> Lucas with a K. My last name is bank spelled backwards. Ooh, I like that very much. So, <laughs> um, and you're currently working on a TV show with your special skills. Is that correct? I will be. I'm going to be on the show on Wednesday. I believe very that's cool. Snowpiercer. Very cool. I just if anyone's started seen watching that. <laughs> the other night. Are you watching yeah. the TV series or the movie? Uh, I didn't know there was a movie. I just started watching the TV series. I don't even know what, if I'm on the TV show or the movie. Or what it's I guess I'm on <laughs> the TV old. show. Movie's old. You're on the TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I it's just, a really show neat. Up. I just show yeah. up and do what I'm told. Play, <laughs> it's play a pretty with cool. my balls. <laughs> pretty cool show. I can't wait to see it. You're just so talented. I, I guess there's no cute. pun intended there considering it's about an ice age. <laughs> well i always get mad watching it because i worked on a train for eight years and like the speed that they go around corners and things of that nature with the length of the train i'm just like no, yeah you're no, like yeah can't, no, no, can't do this. I don't. guys guys Honestly, let's not I, derail yeah. ourselves from this yeah 
Yeah, we got to end this so I can get back to training anyway. So, so unhealthy, the puns that are coming out of here. <laughs> You're so cute. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I just was I was thinking about uh, there's this show called The Actor's Studio. And at the end of The Actor's Studio, James Lipton was the, was the host for many, many years and asked all these great questions to all these famous actors. And he asked these 10 questions. And I want to ask you a few of them now because you're such a unique dude. I think that like you may have some cool answers to these. So I want to know, what is your favorite word? Um, uh, I pre prerequisite for this uh probably fuck because it's so versatile and just like it can be used in so many different ways mm-hmm. i i don't always use it but it's like such a nice accentuation of so many things and it can be used in like a polite way or a or a or an angry way. it has so many different types of emotions so i feel like it's just the most versatile word that we we have invented so far as a human race uh i hate to say it sorry parents but um yeah yeah <laughs> It's okay. They won't even hear it because it'll be bleeped out. But that was actually question number nine on the list. So give me another word. (laughs) Another word. I'm I'm totally kidding. Uh, I I think my favorite word is flow. I think everybody should go with the flow. It's still an F word. So yeah, but um, yeah, go with your flow, find your flow state, flow with the people that you're with. Uh, Yeah, just flow. Nice. Rebecca, do you have a favorite word? I've never asked you this question. I love this question because I love my favorite word. So I'm always like, what is yours? My favorite word is carefree because um, I love that it includes freedom and like caring and nurturing. And it like whenever I think of the word carefree, I think of like just fun and whimsy and things like that, which is different to like freedom, which I feel like you kind of almost have to fight for and caring, which is just like nonstop nurturing. But like carefree is like fun and fairies and beaches. (laughs) I like that. That's a great reason to love a word. That's awesome. Uh, least favorite word lucas oh man i am honestly so add that i hate picking favorites uh, <laughs> i just like want to pick multiple things all the time uh, least favorite word probably um i don't know i don't like have very many least favorite things uh uh taxes <laughs> There we go. That's, That's good. good. May, may, may have a deeper level of dislike than uh, just the word, though. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Remembering that our audience is teenagers. <laughs> what is something that excites you about this life? <laughs> about this life? The fact that it's exciting. I just love the fact that I, uh, I get just... I think the randomness and the not knowing what's going to come next is just, it adds this level of excitement because you like, you'll get, I'll get a call on my phone and it'll be like this completely random activity. Like I got hired to uh, book all of the performers for a Harry Potter recreation of the banquet hall in Harry Potter with all the floating candles and stuff. And I'm just like, what is my life? I'm literally getting hired to bring a bunch of wizards to an event or like I'll get a random other thing where I get hired at like a, like a strip club without being told that. And then I'll like show up and be like, Oh wait, I should have probably checked my wardrobe or something like that. Like it's just the randomness. It's like, it's exciting. It's, it's unique. It's new. I, I never know exactly what to expect when my phone rings. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I just realized that we are at the end of the show right now. And I have uh, just to say, thank you. This is so great. Um, yeah, if we have one question, if you had like one sentence, if the whole world had to stop, pause and listen to one sentence that you had to offer in terms of advice or wisdom or whatever, what would your sentence be? Follow your passion and find your flow state. Love it. Lucas, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thank it was absolutely so much, fantastic. You guys. It was really fun. I love you guys. 
Thanks, Rebecca. I'll see you again. Same time, same place. Live at 5 Team Wealth Radio on Mondays on Voice America. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.